everyone into the everyday experience podcast a show called it's probably you i'm your host ldp and hopping on the microphone i've got my co-host jesus how are you tonight oh i'm good sir and it's night we never recorded night and this feels weird yeah i like it though i yeah, kind of yeah, like it nice. yeah i'm not gonna lie for those for those of you who uh may have been following me on social today big day big day in my house today uh, got the camera. It, it was down to two different cameras, and I, I was able to make that decision. Big shout out to KEH for getting it to me so quickly. I ordered that thing on Thursday. I wasn't expecting to get it until next week. It came in. Sorry for the delay, but I I completely got just enamored into um, camera settings, and that's what I've been doing. And uh, yeah, that that's why we're late. And and I and I have, I'm gonna own that. But. Um, it was such an exciting day. I'm not gonna lie. I've been like I've been giddy all freaking day. Not gonna lie to you. Um, yeah, yeah. You know that it was a hard decision to make, but we wanted to hop back on the microphone because I think some of us are starting to feel this fatigue coming in as we've been dealing with lockdown, especially those who are working from home. So I wanted to talk about the Zoom fatigue because I think that thing is real. And I want an opportunity to kind of just like hop on here, rant a little. And I wanted to get other people involved as well. So it's been it's been interesting, right, when you think about this, this environment, because you and I talked about this before and that we think that this is what it's going to look like. And I keep seeing more and more videos and e- economists coming out and saying that the virtual world isn't going anywhere. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's going to stick around for sure, but I don't think it's going to stick around for everyone, at least not in the sense that we're doing it now, uh, where I don't think like office workers, at least in my company, I don't think they're going to get to stay work from home, but I think they'll be given the option to sometimes work at home if they want to. Uh, I think that they're going to balance it based off the real estate. Like, well, how big of an office do we need? If you don't need a huge office, you get a tiny office and you rotate people in and out. Because there's always going to be a need to have someone in an office where you want like a direct supervisor or something watching them. I say always need, need as in the company views it as they need it. But yeah, because I don't, I don't agree I with don't that. Think the, yeah, I don't think <laughs> – I like to trust people that they're going to do the work. And you can review their numbers virtually, you know? Exactly. So to me, uh, the oversight and the supervision seems like a little bit much. But I understand why people want to have – individuals inside the office but for me honestly when i thought about the 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 idea of fatigue what kept coming to mind was looking at my own routines it's like all right so work as soon as i get out of work i'm either working on something for us or i'm working on you know yoga teaching or i'm trying to find time to do, like everything that we surround ourselves with it feels like has a screen attached to it you know like every thing has a screen no matter what so i started to kind of feel that fatigue the last couple of weeks and then i thought to myself you know what there is still some humor in this though you know at the end of the day there is still some funny things that end up happening so as an extrovert i knew that this was going to be difficult but i don't think i knew how hard this was going to be now from an introvert you're more of an introverted person how have you taken to you know being at home and just adjusting to this being the new norm So I do feel fatigue also, like you're saying, but mine I feel like is a little bit different where there's all this pressure now from the companies, not my company, just in general. And to their credit, my company, I never feel like they're directly going after me to make me feel this way. But I do feel like there's this uh, unsaid thing of like, if at any time you're not working 100% when you're by yourself, it's like you're you're wasting time. Okay, what are you doing, right? And back pre-COVID world, 
there was times where there's a low between your work. Like no one, I don't care how good of a worker you are, you cannot work a hundred percent of your no work way. eight hours a day, right? Yeah, you bring no yourself way. out. Yeah. So there's lows in, in my work where there's times where it's like really intense and you, you know me, I'll be texting you random times of the day, especially <laughs> yeah. because I'm a salary worker. So I'll just yeah, I'm, same. work the whole day, right? Yeah. And then there's like this last week, not so much work. And part of me is like, well, is that balancing you last week? Maybe I shouldn't freak out about it. And then the yeah. other part of me is like, oh my God, I had an hour where I didn't really have like set work. So I was just reading documents and, and this guilt takes over and I start feeling a lot of pressure. And then there was an article that came out this week that, that compounded that, what they were saying, like companies are trying to deal with employees stealing time because employees are taking longer oh breaks goodness. and stuff. And then on my bitter days, I'm like, you know what? It's a freaking pandemic. And like, if I want to take an extra 30 minutes to calm down during my lunch, yeah, I'm going to take the 30 minutes. But at yeah. the same time, you know, it, I just can't, that's the part that fatigues me where I'm just constantly worrying, like, am I working enough? And then yep. on the, on the flip side, am I working too much? Cause I can't turn it off. I'm in front of my computer. I have it, it, for those that know, I have my personal setup in the back. That's my personal computer. This setup, I, uh, I have a dock. So right now I have my laptop plugged plug in to record, but I have my work laptop plugged in most of the time. So even if I'm relaxing, if I hear a ping, I can't not come check yeah, my work laptop. Exactly. Yep. That it's the brain signal. I feel yeah. like that email signal, and it's almost like you feel like you immediately have to respond. And I I couldn't agree with you more there. I could not agree with you more. And then finding that balance of what should I be doing with my time, especially for those who find themselves working into later hours of the day, which I see happening to you all the time. You always find yourself working later on into the day. I know, but then even then I feel like, not that I don't count it towards work, but then I feel guilty of like, well, did I put in enough hours this week? But I'm like, man, I like like two nights ago, someone needed help at like 9 p.m. And I took it and I helped them for an hour at 9 yeah. p.m., you know, where yep. I, no one obligated me to do that. I just want to be on the fact. No one no one made me do it or anything, but uh, it's it's something I'm grappling with. And I'm trying to be better. And now I am putting my phone on uh, do not disturb after a certain amount of time and my laptop too. So I don't hear those pings, but that that's been the big fatigue overall. Yeah. So a lot of this, and, and I'm, I completely understand where you're coming from and you and I talk enough that I know your perspective on this. So my idea for like looking into this and actually like finding the humor behind it, we were actually in class and they had us go into a gallery view, no big deal. And I found myself like pointing and uh, my wife's like, uh, you know that everybody can see that you're pointing to somebody on the screen. And I was like, oh, crap. And now I like, I feel bad. Like, does, does somebody think I'm making fun of them? Because I'm not. I'm just pointing at something. And that's kind of where I started to think like, huh, I wonder how many weird things have been happening on Zoom or like what were the common things that people could think of, myself included, for the common people that you find in a Zoom meeting. So I've got this for us here, and I kind of want to go through this list here. Some of this was from Instagram poll that I did, and some of this was just ideas that came uh, to mind while talking to people. But for all of those feeling the, the, the Zoom fatigue, I hope that this gives you a little bit to laugh at. So the first one that came out was the technical deficient Zoomer is what I call this person. So this is the person that takes too long to share their screen, can never get things to work. They're the technical deficient Zoomer. Have you dealt with one of those? Oh, every week, every single week, there's someone who doesn't. And to their credit, they never had to do it before. 
I mean, it's been a couple of months, so hopefully there, there's not too many of those left. But, you know, it, to share your screen, you're trying to work with it. And then all of a sudden, it's 30 minutes of the day gone trying to help that person. Yes. And, yeah, and, and I don't mind. I'll help them gladly. What I do mind is if, like, we record that and I say, okay, if you need help again, go through that again. And then sure enough, they still can't figure it out after a week or two. Because at that point, it's like you got to take ownership a little bit. I was going to say, are you even trying at that point? Like, are are you even giving it a shot? Come on, let's be honest there. Uh, Go ahead. Well, I do a lot of training. I was just going to say, it's it's hard because some people just shut down. They freak out. And it's not that they can't do it. It's that they they get in their own heads and they get worked up. And they start worrying about how they're the ones slowing the class down. And so when people get like that, they get defensive. Uh, Yeah, I agree. At least some adult learners. So it's, it's tricky. But yeah, I've run into that one. Yeah, my favorite my favorite quote was can't find the mute button. And I, I think about that person oh. that that no matter what, like either they they have it on and then they start talking and forget that it's on, or even worse, the person that forgets to mute. Like we had somebody in a meeting um just start screaming, like screaming at somebody. I don't know who that person who they were screaming at, but they were screaming at somebody and, and, and it just froze the whole entire meeting. So people learn where the mute button is, please. Please learn where the mute button is. You know, I, that's one of the ones I was going to bring up, so I'm going to jump in here. Yes, please and, do. and bring up the the forgetting to mute thing because it's gotten into some awkward situations and then I see online stories where this has happened to other people Horror too where, stories yeah yeah where people forget to mute and they'll talk bad about their coworkers or or they'll start saying something bad about the company and stuff like that and uh, at least in my company when we do the 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 meetings we record everything so it's a very yep. awkward conversation of like okay so I've gotten really good at just keep talking and then slowly go and mute that person for them so I, I'm the, uh, I'll mute them. You are and, always out here saving people, man. You are always out here saving people. It gets awkward. Like I had one that you were saying where someone was, let's just say not being friendly with another member of their household. And it was awkward. So I just kept talking over it, hoping no one could hear that much. And I just slid down there and hit mute. And it's, to everyone's credit, it's kind of like everyone in the call knows what's happening. So it's yes. just like a silent nod and you just ignore it and keep going. But that one could be really awkward. Number one, don't, don't talk about bad about your coworkers to other coworkers. It's just not. Exactly. That's, that's just, that, that in and of itself is just a terrible look. That's just yeah. a bad look in general. Number two, don't do it if you're not a thousand percent sure you're muted. Unplug your headset or something because that's even worse. But if you want to go vent to somebody, get off the call and go tell your family members. But I was going to say, yeah, yeah, vent to somebody that's, that's not going to get you in trouble. Exactly. Vent to somebody who's not going to get you in trouble with HR. How about that? Right. Um, I had somebody talk about um, somebody who does more chatting than they actually do working. So the people who just find themselves on the Zoom meeting but not actually getting anything accomplished, they're just kind of hanging out with each other when they really should be getting work done. And the you demon. ran yeah, yeah, like the, I call the, them the those... derailers because man. Oh, you, just... oh, okay. You you call them the derailers. Tell me more. Because you're we have a strict time limit, especially for certain meetings, and they'll come with that person with the story, right? They'll they'll start telling the story. Or my my least favorite of all the what ifers, right? Where they, <laughs> the hypothetical people. I yes. People what about that. this? What about that? And I've gone to the point where I just tell them like, look, I I'm trying to teach you the basics. The chances of you running into that. Is so minuscule, there's no point in derailing a meeting. But if it happens, I need to know what to do. And I always tell them, it doesn't matter how well you learn it today. 
you're probably not going to encounter that in like six months and you're not going to remember the training from today. Exactly. So it's better that you understand the basics. And when you run into that, you're going to, I am somebody anyway, and that's okay. We'll handle it then. So I, I nip those in the bud. I've, I've gotten pretty good at that one. I think people want to be prepared and I understand it because my favorite quote is stay ready so I don't have to get ready. Like I understand, but why worry about things? It's almost like you're, you're worrying twice, you know? I'm not going to worry about something that may never happen for, for X amount of time just to be sitting here worrying about it. Not even not even worth it. So along with the chats more than they work, um, this person said working while Zooming. So I'm like, I'm wondering is that person somebody who is like zooming with their friends, but continuing to work on the back end. I don't know if I could work, like do my job while trying to socialize. I don't know if I could do that. I just don't, I don't think I have that in me. I, to me, I'm going to mix that in with a distracted zoomer. Somebody mm -hmm. who's, you're trying to work with them and clearly they're doing something else. And the way that I've combated that, because I'm usually the one leading the meetings, is I now will use names randomly. Like even if I don't... I don't just call on everyone, right? I'm not going to be like this person, this person, but I'll use their name and I'll be like, that's a great question. Just saying someone's name when they hear it freaks them out and they'll snap back into focus. Yeah. So I'll do that right before something important. Well, I'll be like, oh, that's a great question. Even if they didn't say a question, I'll just say their name and they'll, they'll freak out and zone back in. So I love that. That actually is going to come into play a little bit later in the conversation because I did find an article with some tips on how to kind of combat this, but I've got a couple more names that came out. Uh, the person clearly not paying attention. So you just you just hit on that. There's always that person who's clearly not paying attention. And then <laughs> this one made me laugh. Ridiculous backgrounds, thumbs down. So I don't I don't like backgrounds. That's just me personally. I know that there's been times where they wanted to do them for like themes. I know it was big on Halloween. Me personally, I, I prefer to just have my video off if I can. But I if I'm going to be there, I'm just going to have whatever's in the background in the background. If I want to stage it, I can stage it. But for the most part, I'm good. Where, where do you fall with the ridiculous backgrounds? So at first, that was all four backgrounds. I think that you would be. And I still am to a point where we use Google Meet for work. And they introduced it built in. So you could change your backgrounds. And it was fun. Everyone was doing it. Now... I still like them if it's something relevant. Like mine, I use, I made a custom background where it has all of the equipment we use. So oh, when I'm talking, okay. it has the equipment with the names under it. So new people are reading the names at all times and stuff like that. But people get carried away doing the quote unquote fun ones yes. where they're like in the clouds or in water and stuff like that. And it becomes very distracting at a point. So that's exactly how I feel. I feel like it's more of a distraction than it is anything uh artistic or funny uh, but also for me you know i'm at work to work you know i don't i want things to be fun but at the same time it's like uh, i don't need to be seeing you know you in outer space like that, i just don't that, that doesn't do it for me yes but i also give them that at least in my work life our meetings because we're, we're our meetings are usually some kind of training right or that that's what i do mostly so they're not one hour meetings it's four to eight hours depending on what we're teaching so them doing that multiple times a day burns them out. So I yeah. do let them keep yeah. it. I never make them take it off to give them a little fun. But if it does go too much, then then we'll address it where it's like, all right, kind of back to your first point of like, you're derailing my whole plan. Yeah. You're slowing this whole thing down unnecessarily. Can we please bring it back? So then the, the, the last one was, um, Similar to what you'd already talked about, the person who just won't shut up so that we can end the meeting. Because I, I have a personal rule, right? Here's my rule. When it comes to a meeting, 
the meeting needs to have an agenda. Like I'm not going to meetings unless they have an agenda, even if it's not like some some um, you know super detailed agenda. Even if it's just high level, we're going to be discussing X in the meeting. What I don't like is just meeting with a title, and then I'll see you guys there. No, 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 not going to work for me. That to me is in the same vein as the person who won't stop talking because when you don't set an agenda, guess what you can run into? The person who just won't stop talking. Like they just won't let it be. They just keep going in circles. So that brings me to my, my question that I have for you. And I think this is the most important question when it comes to the Zoom world, the Zoom fatigue. To turn on the camera or not to turn on the camera, that is the question, my friend. Where do you fall on that? Hundred percent, keep the camera on. If if so, we no longer make people do it, but we always recommend it. Number one, it's just easier on the person leading the call because, especially in the training world, it, it's very um, I don't want to say awkward, but when you're you're teaching to the void is what they call it. Where yeah. Everything is just a black camera. You you have no reactions. You don't know who's paying attention or not. You'll finish a sentence, ask a question, dead silence, and you don't know. If it resonated, if, if or not. it resonated, or what's happening. And what I found is the people with the cameras, once a few do it and they're having fun and interacting, the next session more people will turn on their cameras. But it's just hard because I understand in the real world, people have kids and stuff running around, exactly. or the background might be able to clean. So that's why we can't force them, or we never force them to turn it on. But if I have a choice, I will ask, "Hey, turn on your cameras." That'd be great. Yeah. For me, it's almost like a time of day type of thing. Like my camera's usually not going to get turned on until like 10, 10, 11 a.m. is when you'll be able to see me on camera. <laughs> Anytime before then, you know, there's absolutely no way. Usually my hair is all matted down or something. Like, and my beard is easy. There's just no way you're going to see me until about 10, 11 o'clock. And that also coincides with me actually getting coffee. So those are the things that like, I, if, I don't, if I haven't had my coffee you're not going to see me on the meeting. If, if my camera is on, you can you can definitely bet on the fact that coffee has been drank because there's no other way that I'd be hopping on there. Cameras also too, they give you the... I'm going to mix this into one of mine. Sorry, yeah. bring it back. And that's the jokesters, right? The people that tell jokes. Yeah. And there's people that you enjoy their company in person because you talk to them and they're funny in person. But for some reason, it doesn't translate well online. And I don't know if it's because you can't read body language or what, but it's awkward. So they'll make a joke and it's dead silence from everybody. Yeah. And you're just like, oh. And that's just sometimes me doing it too. So I'll make a joke and it's just silence. It's like, oh man, I feel like in person that would have played better. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. But it, in the camera, I'm not saying you need it to make jokes, but I'm saying that body language helps you understand a lot, right? And then in that retrospect, they can see your body language and we forget. So if someone makes like answer something really incorrect you know sometimes i'll cringe and i gotta remind myself like oh they can see you so you gotta you gotta just go like oh okay let's think about that another way type of yeah. thing yeah. but if i could see them before that then i know okay did they get it wrong because they were distracted like we were saying then they turned to the camera and they just said something or were they paying attention the whole time and, they and then did. they're saying something and they just don't understand it okay now i know to focus in on that and help them so that's another another win for the camera there Okay, I'll take that win for the camera. And as I started to think through kind of like my own feelings and kind of feeling that beat down, and when I had that aha moment, you know how I roll, the first thing I decided to do was, okay, I thought about like, what would I do differently 
if I wanted to try to combat some of this. So I looked at things like, you know, um, like maybe not picking up your phone right away afterward. Like basically like when you first get out of work, getting rid of everything. I thought about doing that. I thought about maybe um, removing myself from um, video earlier. I, I just started thinking through all these different things that I would do. And I'm like, you know, what, let me let me see if, you know, there something out here that has any tips on how to deal with this fatigue because leaving work and either working out or drinking every single night while in lockdown probably not the healthiest way to go about it so there has to be other solutions and what i found was an article from forbes which is the best uh, uh no it says beat zoom fatigue with these six steps so i'm going to read these six steps to you and i want to get your take on them i've got some additional notes here that i kind of went through as i was looking at this and i, I do think it's kind of funny um, because we've been talking so much about the video, and of course, that's what they hit with very first. The very first consideration is consider making meeting video optional whenever possible. And I and I was like, you know what? Check. We've already hit on that enough, so I don't I don't want to I don't want to beat that over the head. But I was like, yep, check. If it doesn't have to be, don't don't do it. And it, it is funny because a lot of companies I do feel like leaned heavy into everybody turn on your video, everybody let's all rah rah rah. Uh, and I just I just think it's kind of slowly started to subside as we realized we're not going to be done with this for a long time. Um, did you know that you can hide your own video from yourself in Zoom or in other platforms? Did you know that that's a thing? No. I did I, not know that that's a thing. It's literally that you can hide yourself. There is a hide yourself mode in Zoom. Had no idea about this. I don't know if I like that though because I like to look at myself there to make sure I don't have anything weird in the background or if I, you know, mm -hmm. if, there's, if there's something off. And then it lets me know that I'm still on camera. Because if it wasn't there, I'd be like, oh, I'm not on camera anymore. And I might do something dumb. So. <laughs> no, I I saw that and I was like, you know what? That's like I'm gonna research that this week. I need to I need to find that button. Um, they said switch up the video the the screen view. So instead of if you're somebody who no, well, let me ask you, how do you like it? Are you a gallery view person or are you a speaker view person? Because I, I have my own preference here. I, I actually click around. I, I don't oh, use do the okay. phones. Yeah, so yeah. I actually move things around to kind of. Uh, I'll start with the the auto gallery view. No, let it choose what it wants to do. But then as I'm going, I start flipping through people that I'm going to keep an eye on. But then the other, if I'm hosting, which sometimes I am, or most of the time I am, I'll say most of the time. I, I gotta keep it on the auto view because it's the recordings are based on my viewpoint. So I needed to record whoever's speaking at that time, that type of thing. So, yeah, that's I guess I the auto one. I use speaker. I, I, unless I absolutely have to. Like when we're doing like the group workouts, I will go into the gallery view just because, you know, get draw that inspiration from everybody. And I can't really see them. <laughs> We've got like a dual setup. We've got the laptop micro, uh, the laptop camera. And then I also have the app that allows me to turn my uh, old iPhone into a webcam. So I have a webcam set up for my workouts. And then I have this like the, the camera view that's just pointing right on me. So I will kind of switch between speaker and gallery view just depending on what's going on. So... This was when I saw this tip, I was like, thank you, God. Appreciate you for being on my page, on the same page with me here. Set and follow an agenda. That's it. Set and follow agenda. So that person who will not stop talking can't take over and derail the meeting. Have an agenda. Have a time. And a hard stop. I like the hard stops. Like for me, whenever it comes to running a meeting, this is how I roll. I try to have that meeting wrapped up with five minutes left. Like I, I like, I like to, I like being that 
admin and left person because what my goal is let's get a couple Q&As going and then let's potentially give people back some time. So if I can get my content done with five, maybe even 10 minutes uh, you know, early, we can shut that thing down. King of efficiency. How do you like to roll when it comes to that? I'm the opposite. Mine always run over. Mine always oh, go out to the end because what happens is that I, I have a mix of usually uh, employees or people that are having trouble keeping up and then people that are way, way advanced. So my advanced people try to ask these questions that I I love the questions because I'm like, oh, they're thinking about this in a way that they understand and they're trying to push, but not when there's people that are not getting it because then they start freaking out about it. So I always tell them, hey, keep those questions. I'm going to stay after and then we'll work through those questions together. So I'll, I'll, I'll stay. And in my defense, in my defense, I always try to say, okay, let's end early. But people are like, wait, wait, one more question. And they'll ask stuff until the end. And then I'll be like, okay, we're done. They leave. I stay extra with the advanced people. But I, I like to stay over as long as it's not because if I get the vibe that they're just trying to kill time with me, then then I don't, I don't like that. But if, if it's because they're interested in what they're actually working on, that I love to stay over. Uh, okay, I mean, but, but, but that's easy for me because that's my job is literally to help people understand stuff better, right? So exactly, it's 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 work for me, so I love it. It's exciting. well, it's a win-win for you, but also in that scenario, like what you're painting, it still feels like, hey, everybody else, if you're done, oh yeah, you gone. can leave. So I I I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it going into overtime if there's a a point to it, and b if you know that there's actually benefit. So the point. And the benefit. And I could see that there, but I like to be out of the meeting on time if I can. So this was something scheduling breaks. So when you set up your your meeting, I, I thought about this, right? So I'm like if I schedule a break, like if I have just an hour long meeting, I don't really see the point of scheduling. When's when do you think is that is it three hours that you need to schedule a break? Like when would be the cutoff time where you have because I'm like an hour meeting, maybe not two hour meeting, maybe I want to do a five minute break. Like where would be your your line of, if we have a meeting that's this long, I need at least two breaks, one break. Where's where's that for you as a trainer? So we, we give them a lot of breaks. Uh, some of the breaks are really small, five minutes, some of them 15 minutes, that type of thing. But it, it depends on how long the total day is for me. If it's a short day, like two hour training, we'll, we'll give them their 15 minute break somewhere in between it. Maybe, maybe depending on it. Also, how it went, because if things are going really badly, like everyone's freaking out and the system's <laughs> crashing, then we'll give them a 30-minute break to get everyone's heads cooled off. Yeah. And, and and it gives us time to fix whatever was going on. I was going to say, yeah, yeah you got to work through we, whatever problem's happening. Yeah, but if it's an all-day training, like eight straight hours, nine hours sometimes, uh, that nine hours, we include one-hour lunch that they could all go. And then we'll give them like 15 minutes in the first half, 15 minutes in the second half. So they get an hour and 30 minutes total break wow. throughout the day. Yeah. That's absolutely uh, fantastic. Yeah, it's we. There's a point, at least for me, the way I do it now is instead of scheduling it like it's in an hour and a half, we take our break. One, there's a limit. Like I'll never go past two and a half hours. Yeah, with the break. But two, I'll 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 try to gauge how it's going with everybody. Like I said, if they're freaking out, people are having a hard time, and they take a breather. Let's all go calm down. If people are feeling real good and they're excited and they're asking questions, keep it moving. Keep keep it moving. Let's keep it going. Until I'm legally obligated to give you a break, <laughs> or, or someone asks for the break, right? Because then yeah. I don't, I don't want to break that momentum. So uh, it's flexible for us, though. At least the way I do it. 
I like that. I absolutely like that. And then the last tip that they had was it just goes back to like old school. Pick up the phone. And there, the basic theme, uh, the basic theme that I got from this one was not everything needs to be a meeting. And can we can we just normalize that we don't have to meet to have a meeting about the next meeting that we're gonna have a like, meeting to organize meetings when things could just be an email. Can we just normalize, you know, picking up the phone, quick little three minute phone call, something like that to just make things easier on everybody. I'm on board with the overall message, but not the phone call part. Don't call me. I don't want <laughs> I don't want any calls. I am me, text me, email me, boom, perfect. But I'm with you that I don't like when someone puts a meeting on my schedule. I get ready because I'm like, oh, this must be something important. I jump in. They're like, hey, how's next week for a meeting? We're going to be talking about this. And it's like, okay. <laughs> sure. I don't want to do the meeting for the meeting. I'm, yeah, I'm over just, the meeting for the meeting. Yeah, we just put it on the calendar. And if it's work, I'll, I'm going to do it. You know. That The other thing is that we put everything on the calendar. So I always tell whoever's assigning stuff, it's, if there's nothing on the calendar, I'm open. Put it in the calendar. Yes. And now I'm good. Now I'm taken. You know? So I don't um, think people, I don't I don't think that uh, people use the calendar as much as they should. I think that is a underutilized uh, resource. Dick, I use my I use my calendar and oh, I, I but I use it for my personal life as well as my work life. So I like to have things on my calendar so that I can make sure that I don't miss them. I'm talking birthdays. I'm talking um, I'm talking deadlines. Even when it's just me, even when I am the only one who's responsible for the thing, I put it into my calendar. So anytime that somebody um, is like, well, are you free or do you have this time? If you want to meet, go to my calendar. It's open. You can you can see exactly when I'm available. I promise you that's not going to change unless you put something there. Yeah, but they go like, oh, but what if you're busy? It's like, no, that's the purpose of the calendar is to tell you that I'm not that's busy. That's why I have a calendar so you can see when I'm available. That is the whole point of having a calendar. Yeah. But <laughs> that was – so Let's. I'm going to do a quick recap just to, just so everybody can kind of absorb it again. This was really for me more of a, a venting about – how often I feel like this is the interaction that I'm getting now uh, is all Zoom and in meets and in uh, Teams. That's all that we've been getting. So here are some ways to combat it. Right? Um, consider making videos optional. Switch up your screen. I'm gonna find this. Hide yourself in Zoom. I'm gonna find this. I'm on a mission to find that. Set and follow an agenda. Schedule breaks and pick up the phone or text. Do not call. Jesus, he wants a text. <laughs> for me, can I add one in there? Yeah, absolutely. And this is for the people that may be doing this because the people, you know, I mean, they may not be in there. But if you don't have to be in the meeting, don't show up to other people's meetings and derail stuff. Like this is big for me on certain leadership people. Well, they want to join in, you know, to make sure things are going the way they, they envision for the team or to learn. Perfectly fine. But what really kind of uh, – how can I put it? It's a little bit of a pet peeve is when they're busy, distracted, and you're doing your thing, you're training, everything's going well. And then they go and they repeat exactly what you just said oh, as if yes. they're the ones bringing it up. And it's just this awkward frustration moment where, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, thank you for that or something like that. But everyone in the meeting knows that I just said that same thing. So yeah. it's like, ah, oh, man, don't do that. It, don't be awful. that person. Yeah, don't yeah. be that person that like if you if you are trying to add to a conversation, feel free to add to the conversation, but don't talk just to hear yourself talk. No yeah. one's got that. And you know what? If you feel guilty hearing that, then it is probably you. You're yeah. probably <laughs> been that person who's done it.
<laughs> now, with that in mind, like I said, this was just a nice little Zoom vent session, uh, a little night recording for the uh, for the you know the host of It's Probably You. I hope that you guys got something out of it. Do you have anything else for our listeners? No, I think that's everything. If y'all have any tips that y'all do different, I guess we could we could. I'm open to try anything. I'll, I'll oh, do I'm always down to try yeah. something new. I'm always down to try something new. And with that in mind, make sure that you try to link up with us. Uh, we're on Instagram at it's underscore probably underscore the letter U and www.itsprobablyyou.com. That's where you can find us. Thank you to everyone who's been coming in and listening to us. We really do appreciate it. Um, with season three almost you know wrapped up, we've got a lot of things that we can learn and we're just really excited to be a part of this community and we are trying to grow that community. With that said, if at any point you feel guilty, it's, it's probably, probably you. <laughs>